0: What is up, aka Padders? Welcome to episode 290 of my podcast, aka Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. That's right, I'm Peter A. DeLuca talking to you from the new studio. Okay, we're still in Philly. We are dealing with Coroni. not taking it lightly. I don't have all my equipment set up, but we got early access. Thank you, Amazon prime or amazon network or amazon digital thank you jeff bezos because i was able to purchase bloodshot for 20 bucks i watched it last night had a little bit of a movie night yeah that's right social distancing movie night but got it done and i am here to talk to you about vin diesel's latest franchise attempt because that's a part of the conversation well anyway anyway you already hear that music let's get to it let's rock and roll Alright everyone, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, so, this movie, this movie, well, it came out, everyone hated it, you know the pattern. Uh, I I saw a lot of good, I saw a lot of silver lining, I saw a well-made movie for um, roughly 45-50 million dollars, I saw potential for uh, multiple sequels, entire franchise, and it's important, when we discuss this movie, we have to touch upon Vin Diesel and his ...consistent attempts... ...to build giant franchises... ...now you might... ...you're probably sitting that and you're saying... ...Pete we know Face and Furious... ...okay yes I mean no... ...Riddick or... ...Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick... ...because Riddick is a character Riddick does exist... ...in the universe that can get sequels... ...for a very long time... ...I, I, I always questioned why Vin Diesel... ...didn't pour money into a, a Riddick comic book... ...back in the day when I was strictly doing illustration and comic book work, I tried to work Universal, right? Because I'm pretty sure it's a Universal movie uh, in, in licensing. I wanted to do a Riddick comic book. Um, You know, some of that might end up on my website or in social media, but I thought I did some very cool artwork. Um, the license, I think, at the time was was very high. Um, So I just decided I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, maybe I should have because <laughs> i just feel like uh everything from chronicles of riddick like period chronicles of riddick there's so much meat on that bone uh it just stinks it's just stinks. i really feel i always feel like that movie should have been longer where vin diesel or riddick should have um we've sure seen him on the throne for uh, at least one half of a uh, movie act but anyway yeah so we got those two but look look he's also part of guardians of the galaxy Okay, like not, you know, he's he's just a voice. We have Triple X, which is technically three movies, it's two movies. The Return of Xander Cage does connect State of the Union, which is the Ice-T Triple X movie. But then we also have this movie and The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter, in my view, is 100% primed. Uh, four sequels modestly budgeted movie uh a lot of competing uh movies there was, there was like a um, like a Nick Cage movie that came out that was like I think that was Season of the Witch and it, it, you know and it, sometimes you get these things that it's like everyone rushes towards like this visual or this idea in Hollywood because Hollywood's relatively a small town I feel like that movie got washed out and look, 2008 Babylon AD huge, huge underrated movie, uh, that got Butcher too. you know, if that was popular, that could have got a sequel, The Pacifier 2005, if that was success, like, major, like, major success, that could have got a sequel, but he does these, uh, other movies, too, he does A main Apart, he, he does Find Me Guilty, and they, you know, like, these, these are dirty Crime driven, nor like you know, Mark Wahlberg always drifts into a little bit of like gritty crime film, you know, a little bit of Oscar bait, Find Me Guilty 2006, 100% Oscar bait. He's fantastic in that. I don't, I don't discredit Vin Diesel's, um, like proud, you know, like his ability, what he can do in front of the camera. I don't question what he can do in back of the camera, behind the camera, when it comes to driving and creating projects. I think he's one of the few people, uh, he's of that new generation that uh, does it, you know, that can drive profits for a studio. But this movie came out, everyone trashed it. it. Uh, If you need to know the movie, like the, the concept, okay, we're continuing our cyborg robot trend I thought this or 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 run, and I thought this fell right directly into place of it. Like this, he's technically a cyborg. He's technically a robot. He's a super soldier that's programmable. He gets sent on missions. His mind gets erased. They give him false memories, so he kills people for uh, what he thinks are just reasons, and then slowly, uh, it all unrivals. And the trope that we're dealing with now on every single one of these robot, AI, cyborg movies is that he turns on his creator and seeks freedom and liberty and self-discovery. The human condition emerges. This is no different. The ending of Ex Machina, the, which was our previous episode, the episode before that, Upgrade, We all these movies have the same ending, all these movies have the same exact point and we have three especially in my last three episodes we have drastic different paths to the party and and their folks their listeners that lies all of the fun uh holy crap watching these three movies back to back to back uh you know in a series of three days uh, i have to say i loved it because <laughs> it's X makina goes into it and it's the, uh, the human condition is undeniable. Upgrade goes into it, and the human condition is, is again, undeniable. It forces its way out. It, um, you know, it does it with, uh, there's a a, a type of care t- uh, to how STEM takes over that mind at the end, end of Upgrade. In this movie, it, it's a freaking action movie, it ends like an action movie, It jumps to the next scene, it jumps to the resolution, like an action movie, bang, we're done. And, you know, speaking of just some of the mechanics of this movie, uh, you know, I hit Wikipedia real quick. Because I I was curious about our director, and within, like, the first few lines of Wikipedia, this movie originally was a Jared Leto project. And it seemed like, you know, if we're talking Sony, he went from Bloodshot to Mobius, while juggling the Joker role, and I, I, I think we're going to look back, and it we're really going to regret Jared Leto not continuing his Joker character, his Joker take, his Joker arc, because clearly Birds of Prey could have used him. I, I don't like I haven't even seen that movie yet, and I'm saying Birds of Prey could have used Jared Leto's Joker, so. Yeah, Vin Diesel steps in, and I'll tell you one thing. Um, visually, they they play Vin Diesel to look a lot like his character, uh, John, um, or his character from *Face and Furious*. Yeah, Vin Diesel's just quick observation, quick take. He just wears too many wife beaters in this movie. Uh, he's supposed to be like a jockey, military guy, you know, tough dude. You can give him something else to wear. You can design it. You can just make it look cool. Um, he has like a little bit of a team of like fellow cybernetic assassins or soldiers. Those guys look cool. Whenever you see those guys on screen, they look pretty cool. Uh, Diesel Vin Diesel just doesn't quite have that visual pop in this movie. I felt like it part of this movie needed it to carry it. Action, yeah, lot actions. Not too bad for what the budget is. Our director, David <laughs> David S.F. Wilson. He's a special effects guy. This is his first movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, when it comes to special effects guy directing a movie, I would say this is one of the better ones, for sure. Uh, usually, special effects guy directed movies are disasters, <laughs> starship troopers, marauders. I'm looking at you. So, in all... You know, like, we we, we have a pretty good, you know, we we have a pretty good origin of a franchise. We have a modestly budgeted movie, and we also have a comic book movie. This movie goes back to, I have a long history with this character. Uh, When I learned about who Jim Shooter was, Wonderkin, you know, mid-teenager, broke into comics... In the nineties, he was able to ride the nineties wave, which was nothing but new concepts, new ideas, new companies, million dollar sales for a company called Valiant. They later outed him, which was the worst movie they could possibly do because he made that company, everything, the stories that they were involved with while he was running that company, Bloodshot was one of the characters that they premiered. And there was so much hype, there was so much excitement about Bloodshot. And it was cool to see all of that eventually come back. So for me, you know, this is a must-watch movie because it really goes into my teenage years and it goes into '90s comics and it goes into an era that I feel is the greatest era in, in comic books because of the the cash flow and what that enabled the industry to do. Uh, it's so drastic. It's so such it's so contrary to what we see today. So I, I believe that's a victory but at the same time uh no one seemed to be on board <laughs> with this movie the movie made about uh according to Wikipedia 30 million dollars at the box office uh and then corona hit and boom like we're kind of we're kind of done like it, the movie has to get dumped on Amazon to maybe coup some of its money it, we're and we're talking 30 million worldwide it only did 10 million domestic it did 20 million uh, internationally like they have <laughs> this movie needs to make 15 million dollar dollars through digital i don't see that happening uh it's it's sad but hey like those are the breaks sometimes and i just feel like i don't think this movie is going to be like discovered down the road but i think it's going to be touched on i think a lot of people are going to stumble on bloodshot and realize you know the initial reviewers who for some reason wanting to butcher the hell out of this movie they were a little bit wrong they were a little bit frivolous with their takes uh they didn't look into how this movie's nuanced this this is the best nanobot nanotechnology movie like ever (laughs) not i mean upgrade touches on it but but this movie is just straight up nanobots and that's the hook that's the idea the visuals of this movie are of the guy's powers, so you get visuals in this movie you've never seen before, uh, which is pretty freaking awesome, pretty well done, uh, you know, do I think that they could have went more with it, do I think the 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 ending, the, the final set piece could have been more than like an elevator free fall fight, I do, didn't have pop, Uh we're dealing with a futuristic age with insane technology, they could have done a little bit more, there could have been a little bit more emotion, uh, you know, drama within Vin Diesel's character and some of his uh, character. Yeah, but all of Vin Diesel's characters, him and people around him, they're always played a certain way, and they're played a certain way for a reason. Uh, they're they're there to move the plot, and so whenever he interacts with someone on screen, we're moving the plot forward. I don't get bothered by it, but I can kinda see how there's a a distance between that and the, and the audience, and I think this is a little bit of the Face and Furious, the Transformer effect. I, I'm not gonna say Mission Impossible, because Mission Impossible makes leaps and bounds to prevent that. Uh, just through narrative, story, direction, uh, there's a lot of choices between what makes that different than what makes Fast and Furious different. This is Vin Diesel in his Fast and Furious rhythm, and look, look, The Rock has tried it also. Look, The Rock's tried to jumpstart a lot of franchises, you know, Rampage being one of them, and and all these movies have this similar feeling effect repercussions, but that doesn't mean they're not pretty cool, fun movies, and that's exactly what this is, and 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 I'm happy to wrap up the cyborg robot journey that all of you've been on with this and jump into our next movie which i haven't even decided yet <laughs> maybe i'll just do like a throwback like maybe we'll just do the heavy metal cartoon because i've been watching that non-stop and i've rediscovered that and you know what that's going to be it. episode 291 heavy metal <laughs> another dump episode uh brain dump episode i mean i'm not it's i'm not just dumping the episode but look everyone uh don't discount this movie buy it check it out it's twenty dollars invite your friends over i did a big movie night i had people over my back patio we drank a lot of pbr we ate some fantastic pizza because philly is a pretty good pizza town we ate ice cream we and we watched (laughs) we watched bloodshot that was that's the type of night you need around this movie i enjoyed it i had a good time this movie needs a sequel. Let's do it. Everyone, thanks for listening. Rock and roll, and I love you.